You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Good day, everybody. It's Ryan. I am back with another episode, and uh, today I am staying in the realm of the franchising industry, talking to a lot of people in franchising since I'm in franchising. And my guest today is John Austinson with Franbridge Consulting. He's the CEO. He's recently won an award for his accomplishments in the franchising sales world and consulting world. And he's got a book out. So John, you're a pretty busy guy. How are you today? <laughs> Facing three young kids around. So doing my best, but I uh, yeah. love what I do. Love helping people. And uh, yeah, excited to be here. Look forward to our conversation, Ryan. I am too. So let's talk about your, your background. You, you've had a lot, you've had many years in franchising, but how did you come into the role you're in now with Fran, Fran Bridge Consulting? And of course, you know, the success you've had in that role. Talk to us about, you know, how, what, what led up to that? Yeah, you know, it, it's been an evolution. Yeah, after college, I uh, worked in consulting, did a lot of international work. This was outside of franchising. Um, then, you know, grad school, good corporate run. And um, I'd say just about six years ago, uh, a little over six years ago, decided to, um, you know, leave the public company world and, and step into a leadership role in a private company and did not have franchising, you know, on the radar at the time and had the opportunity to partner with Alan Young, who was the founder of Shelf Genie Franchise System. And came in and served as president running the day-to-day operations. We had marketing teams, call center technology, all supporting our franchisees across North America. And for me, that was a very eye-opening, pivotal experience to this world I now have dubbed non-food franchising, uh, that other industries do exist that people don't know about. And anyway, partner with Alan, we spun off, we've invested in our franchises ourselves, primarily in the property services space. Uh, we've also, um, you know, I've, I've partnered with other guys in, in a few different franchises. And you know, I'd say overall, that takes probably 10% of my time. But, um, you know, 90% of my time is focused on helping others do what I've been able to do. And um, and so we work with executives and doctors and lawyers and, and existing business owners across the country and help expose them to the opportunities that exist outside of food. And um, I'd say 95% of my clients want to get into businesses outside of food. Probably half of my clients are, you know, looking to be owner operators and half are looking to um, to go in semi-passive or semi-absentee as we oftentimes call it and put a manager in place day one. So that's a big focus for us is helping them. And uh, like you said, we've, we've been able to help a lot of folks. So let's not, let's just talk about the the concept of non-food. I think general generally when people think of franchising, they think of you know, fast food or pizza or, or what have you, but they don't realize that there's a whole world of franchising that's non-food. What do you think the benefits are of non-food franchises? Like what, what, what do you see as potential there for somebody to get into yeah. that space? Yeah. And I'll start by saying, I've got nothing against food from it. I mean, I certainly am a customer and we need the, you know, those that are interested in getting into food and we certainly need them. Um, it's just for me, my humble belief is there are easier ways to make money. And yeah, I, my clients would ascribe to that thinking as well. And you know, just when you look at the CapEx investment on the front end, the number of employees, operating hours, you know, the potential for lower margins, oftentimes due to, due to waste, you know, of inventory, say food, um, you know, spoilage, if you will. And so, you know, when you kind of compare and contrast, I mean, there are pros and cons, you know, both ways, but, you know, some of these other industries that, that I'd say are resonating a lot, whether it be property services, which is a huge area for us, probably, I'd say close to two thirds of our deals have been in property services in the past 12 months. 
uh, you know, automotive, kids, pets, the older population, all these different niches that people are going to continue to spend on, uh, regardless of the economy, that that just seems to be where people are gravitating and where I personally have gravitated. So, um, you know, a lot of those cases, you may or may not require a physical location, at least not one that's customer facing. And you know, oftentimes they are very scalable businesses. Still comes down to having good people, you know, to, to give the keys to, to run the, uh, the you know, run the car. But uh, it's just a vehicle that seems to be resonating with a lot more folks out there. So a big piece of what we do, you know, it sounds goofy to say non-food franchising, but I found that that term does resonate and oftentimes that's why people seek us out to, uh, to work with us. Right. Given the situation we're in right now, I mean, we're, people are saying we're, we're facing a potential recession in the next few months going into next year, but and you know, after COVID and everything, I think, do you think there's some growth and potential in non-food franchising given the situation we're in coming out of COVID and then also, you know, facing the economic situation we might be in? Do you see that there's some there's some areas or open doors for opportunity, even though we're kind of facing some of these impending kind of situations? 110%. So I think COVID, gosh, it feels like a distant memory now, at least where, where we are. And yet I still had a mask up at my trainer this morning. Yeah. Um, I think COVID caused a lot of people to question the path they're on and say, you know, maybe now's the time to make a change or, you know, just kind of poke their head up and look around and, and, yeah. um, you know, so I think that generated a lot. I mean, we've been busier than we've ever been in, in recent years. And really the last couple of months even have, you know, we've hit a lot of records in, in client signings, uh, you know, for new opportunities. So we're definitely seeing the momentum only pick up, if anything. And I attribute that to a few things. I think the, the printing of a whole lot of money, we, we've got a lot of cash on the sidelines and we had a good run, you know, in the markets for a number of years, you know, but now people are pulling out and going conservative and diversifying and saying, well, where can I put money and to, to get a good return and, you know, frankly, only so many good real estate deals to be had and you've got the mortgage rates up now. And so I think people, again, are looking to put money to work. It's sitting on the sidelines. Inflation's, you know, obviously impacting that. So they're saying, where can I put this? And, you know, again, when they think of business ownership, you know, that's something that oftentimes they know others at their cocktail parties and they talk about it and they're kind of envious and they say, wait a minute, I'd love to do that, but I just don't know what I'm going to do. And so once we get out there and we educate them on, hey, you look at these other industries. It, again, it, it's resonating that the message is sticking and uh, you know people are acting on it. And you know, Ryan, you, this is probably no surprise to you or your listeners, but you know, when I engage with clients and we start digging into you know, the types of businesses that would fit them, you know, the common thread is you know what what delivers the the highest return on investment with the lowest number of employees. But but you know, I think that's always been the case. You know, it definitely is now. Yeah. And then it's, you know, what's Amazon resistant, COVID resistant, you know, if at all, all possible recession resistance. So I'd say those cash flowing, understandable, non-sexy businesses are what are getting people the most excited right now. Right. So let's talk about this, this book. You, you recently wrote a book about non-food franchising um, and it's coming out soon. So if you're listening, you can get a copy from, from John or from his company, but let's talk about what, what tempted you to, to you to write the book. Um, and what's, what are, what are you addressing? What's the, the, the main theme of the book? Yeah, I, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'd start by saying, yeah, feel free to come out to frambridgeconsulting.com, sign up for our newsletter. We'll make sure to get an audio copy to you when it's released. Uh, it's planning uh, to come out you know, launching in the next two, two to three weeks. They're really, really excited about it. Um, and then if you'd like to purchase a hard copy, uh, 100% of 
profits go to charity. So um, you know, certainly That's feel good. free to do that as well. Um, but no, the, the, the gist of the book is, you know, you know, we hit on a number of different topics. We, we get into all things franchising, meaning, you know, how does the FDD work and the, the legal system around it? You know, why are people buying franchising franchises? Why are they, um, you know, choosing franchising oftentimes versus traditional startups, if you will, they're non-franchise, you know, what are the pros and cons of each? You know, what about franchising versus uh, entrepreneurship through acquisition, which is a common term out there where you buy an existing business. Again, we talk about the pros and cons both ways. We get into, you know, what kind of money can you make with a franchise and how, how do you fund that purchase? You know, what are the investment ranges that we see people getting into? You know, we share plenty of case studies of those that, you know, the Wall Street attorney outside of Boston that bought a gutter business or that the doctor uh, last week that, you know, just purchased a business in Des Moines, that's a you know, concrete paving business, you know, the, the, and I can just go on, but we, we share some of those examples in the book just to kind of get people thinking, get the wheels turning and help educate them. And you know, we also talk about one other topic at the end and uh, just having been a franchisor myself we talk about the, from the franchisor's perspective, how do they view things? Why do they do things the way they do? And then also, if you have a business that you've grown, does it make sense to franchise it as a way to scale? I mean, we know that private equity loves franchising. You just see the acquisitions happening today. And you know what, what's, what would make sense? And so I think, again, in line with non-food franchising, more and more businesses are opening up to the fact that, hey, franchising could be a better path to kind of grow the business. And, and so we talk about the trade-offs with that as well. So you talk about a lot of these people that come from one industry or one career path, and they go into this completely different shift into like a franchise, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, uh, you know, flooring, cleaning, whatever, gutters or whatever. Um, do you have any particular examples or stories of people you've worked with who've gone from like one type of career path into this whole new world of franchising? What was that transition like? And like, and what happened with that? What happened to them? How did that influence or change their life? Yeah, you know, where I get my validation, Ryan, is when I see clients come back and purchase additional um, additional units, you know, within the first 12 months. I mean, to me, that's a signal of, hey, you know, they, they're growing, they're doing things well. Um, I took my son up to Columbia, South Carolina a few weeks ago and, and took some clients out to dinner the night before we were going up for the Georgia-South Carolina football game. And that Friday night, took out five clients that have all purchased businesses around the Columbia area. And looking around the table, Three out of five have already been open for at least one year. Every one of them came back and bought additional locations uh, after the wow. fact based on their success. The other two recently launched theirs. You know, but looking around the table, you know, one guy's background was insurance. One guy was in construction. Uh, one guy kind of owns multiple businesses outside of franchising. So maybe now it's time to get involved in franchising. Uh, we had another guy that's, that's a corporate executive that was looking to get something going on the side. And I'd say probably my favorite one, a guy named Nathan Bocock, who I oftentimes reference. And, you know, he actually coaches some of my clients as well for us. He, he, he's the largest franchisee of two men in a truck moving service, operates in 10 markets, $30 million a year. Young guy right at 39, 40 years old. Not too much younger than me, but just a couple of years. Anyway, he, over time, has found young guys, both in his organization or through his church or in his community, and said, let's give them an opportunity to, to go grow a business himself. And so he will invest in them. He'll find the opportunity for them. And so I'd say about every year, Nathan and I will do another deal together. You know, he's gone into a driveway business. He's gone into a trash smashing business, you know, industries like that, where he can give them a lot of equity and say, hey, go make us proud. And, 
in every case, he's come back and bought additional locations. <laughs> it's done very well. So, you know, I love using that as kind of that portfolio example because a lot of my clients are at different stages of building out a portfolio of investments that either serve to complement each other, uh, you know, with some synergies, or, or maybe they serve to diversify. Um, so we see both of those strategies in play. Wow, that's 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 great. So let's talk about you know the IFPG. You've been a, you've been a, a member. Um, you know how did how do you feel you got to you you've been awarded some some great things through the IFPG and through consulting. How do you feel like you you paved that road for yourself? What what are some things you've learned along the way? Failures, successes. Just what do you think got you to where you're at now? You know, I think you know I attribute the success to to trying to do things a little bit differently, maybe than the norm, um, you know, play chess instead of checkers. And you know, I think, you know, I, I'm not salesy, you know, I sit on the same side of the table as my client and you know, want what's best for them. And, um, you know, we've been very blessed. I've always just known a lot of people and I'd say the majority of our business is referral based or they'll hear me speak on a podcast um, or, you know, through the entrepreneurs organization, I give some talks out there. Um, it, and so I work with people that reach out to me. I don't seek them out. And you know, we've been very blessed that we've continued to have, have just amazing clients come our way, get new ones every day. And um, so I've never bought a lead in my life, which is kind of the common practice, you know, within the industry. And um, I can't really explain it, but we've just always had a full pipeline and you know, more work than we can handle. And so I think it's, you know, it's all about building that reputation and doing things the right way and doing it right by your clients. And you know, and then they refer people and you know, within their different spheres. And, and I've always known a lot of people and I've always networked a good bit. So I think that comes naturally and kind of sets up for that model. I don't think that model works for just anybody, but I would attribute our success to working with probably better people. And I think the franchisors acknowledge that because these are people that are serious and oftentimes are successful on their own. And they're the type of people that take initiative, take steps towards what they're going after. Right, right. Anything coming up, John, that you want to, talk about or any besides the book any any events or anything you're doing coming up yeah really excited about the book uh we've got an event that that i'm speaking at in two weeks called the fame and profit uh podcast and i'll send you a link to that ryan just so you have it you can share it in the in the meeting notes i'm trying to remember the exact date first week in november but i should be good and i hit on all things franchising in there so i think it could be a really good uh, education for a lot of folks is that going to be live or virtually or it'll be virtual correct okay John, it's been a good conversation. Um, where can people reach you if uh, they have questions or want to connect with you? Yeah, well, first off, appreciate you having me on, Ryan. I uh, really enjoyed our, our conversation here and carrying that forward. And hopefully there's a nugget in there that it inspires or, or educates some people. And uh, come out to frambridgeconsulting.com, uh, which the link I'm sure will be in the show notes. But you know, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we put out great content once or twice a month, uh, absolutely free to get on there. We've had I think we have an open rate of over 50%. You know, people are engaging with it. Um, and with that, uh, we'll also get a copy of the audiobook version of, of our new book that's coming out over to you in just the next couple of weeks. And again, if you'd like to buy the hard, hard copy or, or the, the PDF uh, Kindle version, you know, that'll be available via Amazon. Again, 100% of profits go to, uh, go to Hope International, a great uh, ministry that does a lot of work with entrepreneurs around the world. So love to support them as well. Great, John. Well, thank you so much. It's been a good conversation. I wish you the best and continued success. If you are listening, you want to talk to John or learn about franchising, please reach out, get the book, go to his website. Thanks, John. Have a good rest of your week, okay? 
Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you having me. Hey, this is Ryan with the Business Stories Podcast, and I want to let you know that we are looking for sponsors for episodes. If you have a company that wants to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.